0: Hello and welcome to the Building Savvy Bottom Line. I'm Marla Watson, the voice of God for our host, Steve and Beverly Smyrnas. This is our first show and we are very excited to have them talk about the building world and all of the things that they have seen throughout their illustrious career. This will be played for iHeartRadio audiences very soon. We're very excited about everything that they will be bringing to us each week, different interviews, and a lot of information for the building world and beyond. Now, without further ado, here are our host and hostess, Steve and Beverly Smyrnas.
1: Thank you, Marlow. I'm Steve Smyrnas with Billy Savvy Magazine and my lovely bride here and partner,
2: Yes, thank you. I am Beverly Smyrnas, and we're very excited about the Building Savvy Bottom Line.
1: I was so excited when Nancy Hahn called us, uh, who is a producer for a lot of the shows on iHeartRadio, and um, she looked at my LinkedIn profile and uh, saw how many years uh, we've been in the industry, and I, I told Beverly she couldn't believe it. We were just sitting around talking about, you know, uh, how are we going to, like, you know, Go to the next stage in our lives with, uh, with with the publication. What's our next yeah, what's big step. There? And
2: yeah. and yes. Um, so Nancy's um, vision for the home trade show on iHeart Radio and TV network is to bring consumers to understand more about the home building industry specifically. Um, it's an it's one of the a lot of people don't realize that the, the home building industry is one of the largest industries in the whole U.S. economy it's responsible for some crazy percentage of the GDP every year. And so um, home building affects the economy in a huge way.
1: And consumers also, they have a misnomer about builders and, you know, how much money they make on construction. And it's a tough time with construction right now. And uh, the building industry is just uh, so strapped for labor and materials that A lot of the consumers consumers don't understand what's going on, and uh, they think the builders are taking advantage of them, and there's a lot of just uh, uh, misinformation out there.
2: Because of the amount of money involved in building a home, it's most people's biggest investment they ever make. The, The process is always a highly emotional process. This is super important for consumers to choose the right builder. And the right, you know, one builder that might be the right builder for me might not be the right builder for you. It's kind of like dating, you know, like you really you're entering a a very personal relationship with a business person that you're going to be working with for months, if not a year or more, especially now with all the material delays. And uh, if you're in the city of Dallas like we are, well, you might get to experience the joy of permitting in Dallas. It's been well written about that. The city of Dallas is way behind a lot of the other cities as far as um, permitting and timelines and and that. So, but a lot of people want to build in Dallas, and I and I would say Dallas is a great place to build. So it might be worth the it might be worth the the wait to to deal with the city of Dallas and the permitting process. So they're trying to improve it. It's that just been a long journey.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. Going back to Beverly's analogy about the building industry and dating, there's a it's a very good point uh, for example there's a builder that shared with us that a doctor for example is very busy doesn't really want a lot of you know time spent on the job site he wants a builder that's gonna meet with them tell them what they're going to do tell them what they want and just get it done they don't want to hear a lot of, a lot about it and on then- the other
2: hand there's the type of person building a home that really you know they, they want to travel to france with their builder and pick special things that they're going to incorporate into the house that's a totally different type of builder and a totally different type of buyer so you know one of the things that we've always aspired to do is like you know, maybe we could be matchmakers between builders and buyers
1: absolutely it, it picked a picture like a you know matchmaker uh the the, the technology is already there for uh, matchmaking, so really it's really just matching up personalities. And uh, the building process should be a very happy and, and joyful one. It should be exciting, and it should you know it should be able to you know go look at your project every few days and see progress happening. And
2: if you want, a lot of people will nowadays look at the look at the process of building online. Um, some people would even say that home building has become commodi- commoditized. Is that the word? It's become a commodity uh, to the point where people are actually, like, not even setting foot in a model home anymore. They're, they're seeing everything online, especially if they're moving here like so many people from California. They're seeing everything online. They're, they're picking everything online. They're, they're um, even closing their loan, and, and they're getting their title insurance. Everything happens online. It's really an interesting time in, in history because so much of that has changed in the recent years.
1: Yeah, the two examples we use so far are about custom homes, but they are all a lot of production homes that Beverly was saying the technology is really happening very quickly with uh, companies like Meritage Homes. That mm-hmm. has. I was just right. I just yeah. wrote a
2: story about um, how Meritage now has a thing. That they work with a a, a company called U Tour, where um, people don't want a salesperson or a realtor there with them the first time they go see the home. And they can—they send them a little code. It's like one-hour access code, and they—and they get to go tour a home on their own time not while the model home parks open they go on their own time and tour the home and then they can chat virtually with the salespeople. and the salespeople are still very involved in the process and and you know most of the production builders understand they don't want to cut the realtors out of the process either so it's all it's very it's very friendly to everybody that's normally involved in the process which um it's just an interesting time that the things that are happening right now so much has changed thanks to the pandemic so much has gone virtual in the process and you want to and you want to make it easy and convenient for for people to shop for homes but you also don't want to take out the personal aspect of shopping and and the interactions that are necessary with the with the right people representing you and coaching you through that process
1: yeah beverly's the journalist of the of the pair here but uh Myself, I really more the marketing side, and the way I look at things, uh, I'm always accused of the you know analyzing everything from the marketing side. But think about it, if you're a builder out there, and you've got so much effort to uh, with technology on you know arranging these virtual tours and etc. It's a virtual chats etc. Um, that leaves the impression with the consumer that this person's really doing, this builder's doing their homework. They, they really care about every aspect of what they do. So when they say we put in this type of insulation and we build this way and that way, the consumer's actually more prone to believe them.
2: Well, virtually, too, if you if you videotape the construction process, the time to go look at, at a house and how it's built is while it's still under construction. And a lot of buyers don't buy until the house is complete or they're going into a model home. They don't know what's behind the walls. And what's behind the walls is more important than the color of the granite that's on the kitchen counter if, if you're going to be making a long-term investment.
1: Yeah, most people are in homes at you know, an average of you know, five years or so.
2: No matter how long you're there, you want to have a quality built home if you're putting your money behind it.
1: And you'll also notice it in your utility, utility bills. <laughs> so, that's true, yes. too.
2: And yet, you know, like with the with the lumber um, shortages and stuff, like you would think, okay, let's explore some other kinds of construction. Um, yes, like Steve and I actually built a house for our own family out of concrete insulated concrete forms. By far, superior construction to lumber, but not everybody has the the time and extra money and the extra training of the subs and all of the different things that come from changing anything about the process is very, very difficult.
1: Yes, it's it's a learning curve now. I mean, look at today, they're even talking about 3D printed homes. You can go down to Austin and tour some homes down there and they're actually printed with uh, 3D materials. 3D actually
2: could be a, um, believe it or not, 3D could actually be um, a viable way to build homes. It's it blows my mind, but it's basically like um, a machine that spits out the concrete according to how you program it to, to spit it out. So it's it's actually concrete construction.
1: Yeah, it's actually they take the actual materials and they co- compose it and it becomes an actual block.
2: Yeah so the biggest issues in the in the home building industry um we're just coming off the Sunbelt Builder Show that happened this summer and we're looking forward to the International Builder Show that'll happen in February and and the, the biggest uh issues in the home building industry are material shortages and labor shortages so all of these things compound the already stressful situation and all the detail and process that it takes to build a home it's it's super heightened right now um imagine being a custom home builder uh, or any kind of builder really and you you don't know like you're starting the process you're you're going to contract with a buyer and you don't know like by the time you you Get your permit, and you lay, you lay your, found, your foundation is engineered. And your plans are finalized, and all that. You have no idea what the cost of lumber is going to be. How do you? How do you even write a contract? How do you? You know, a contract should spell out the exact cost. But unfortunately, the builders have no idea. It's you know, this is something that has not ever been seen before.
1: Yeah, and there's, there has to be contracts, uh, you know, that protect the builder in that as well. But it also protects the consumer because you can imagine if you you know, maxed out your, you know, pre approval on your home and you're gonna build a home, say a five hundred thousand dollar bill job, and now all of a sudden the job has risen to five hundred seventy five thousand, well you want to be able to back out of that contract. And then as a consumer. But, but you're the not gonna also, be able to
2: qualify for the mortgage in some cases. Yeah, but also know. the builder if if the builder can see that I'm gonna have to charge more, um and if this buyer can't pay more, they need to be able to b- back out of the contract with the the um, the buyer as well. There's been a lot written about that, and of course, it's you know, it's sad when that happens. And so the media jumps all over that as a as a sad story to tell because that's a story that sells, you yeah, know. But but there's two sides to the to the argument there, and it's not pleasant. No builder wants to rob somebody of what they thought was going to be their dream home and back out of the contract and in in the slower times that we like we experienced in the recession they'd do anything to make sure the contract went through but now it's it's another different type of problem but you know we hope that through this show we can help both sides you know we can definitely help the consumer side understand the builder side a little bit more um, a lot of people think that all, all builders really care about is keeping things cheap you know they the The primary purpose of the National Association of Homebuilders is is government affairs. And one of the things that they really watchdog is home affordability. there's a There's a crazy statistic that says that for every one thousand dollars that a home price goes up, so you can imagine a new regulation that says, for example, you have to have some fire sprinklers or something. If it costs a thousand dollars, it prices some hundred and fifty thousand people out of the market. Every families, one thousand yeah. dollar increase prices out another hundred and fifty thousand families. And already they say that about over, well over fifty percent of people that currently families that. You, have their current based on their current income level, the median priced home is unattainable to more than fifty percent of the people out there. So affordability is something that everyone should care about. We don't want to become a, a nation of renters.
1: Well, yeah, and, and builders. Uh, like I said, going back to the original statement at the very beginning of the show, um, we want consumers to understand how the builders work, and that they, they have to understand that the average builder makes about nine percent profit on a build job. Yeah, a lot of people so, think it's like
2: retail. You just double everything. And so, so builder's a profit lot of people then. think
1: that all builders are multi-multi multimillionaires. Okay. And if they're doing their job right, yeah, they they could be, yes. But if they're building your home and it's 500000 for example, and the lumber prices do rise to where you're adding $50,000 to the there cost of the house, difference. well, you can't like, get mad at the builder for uh, saying uh, they can't absorb that cost and just say, oh, well, I, I agreed to 500000 so too bad. Uh, And there are
2: times – I know, you know, in talking with builders, there are times that they made a mistake and underbid something, and they have to go for a year working on a project knowing there's no profit in it for them, just to preserve their integrity. This is a – it's a very, very tough business. And so builders – one of the things that we do as part of our our outreach to – our magazine exists to help builders – raise the bar to become better builders, to become better businessmen. A lot of builders are very talented with the hammer and nails, and they don't have a clue about business. On the other side, there's businessmen that decide, I want to go into home building that need to understand construction. So the best builder is going to be somebody that has at least surrounds himself with his team includes people that have both um, sides of that knowledge—it's super important because if you can't run the business side of your business as a builder, you're not—you're not, you're not going to make profit.
1: Yeah, Beverly's using the, uh, the 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 male side as the uh, dominant builder, and that's but most builders are men, and there are some great. Uh, oh yeah, the builders lady builders, builders are very detail-oriented.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, a lady builder will understand um, things like storage and. You know, keeping the house nice and neat, and lady builders see those details that a lot of male builders don't see. So, yes, some of the best builders that I've ever interviewed are actually females. Um, another statistic is, you know, one of the one of the real big issues about labor. Um, there was one of the stories was said I think less than less than ten percent of the of the of the trades in the industry are women. Um, huge opportunities for women in the future like uh, young ladies that are in high school right now like don't think because it's home building that you're going to be up on a roof swinging a hammer there's there's all kinds of jobs in the home building industry that that um it, you know th- that are appropriate for all different types of skill levels and and things are changing fast in the home building you know a lot of a lot of the the Things that go the components that go into a wall, for example, are now made in factories. So you're talking about engineers, you know. You're talking about um, designers. Like, uh, don't don't uh, resist the temptation to assume that. Oh, I don't want to computer programming, all you know, Yeah, I, I don't want to go into that industry because it's. I don't want to work in the sun and and on a job site. That's there's a lot of other avenues that you could you could take and, and and on the subject we were first talking about like with women being more involved in the in the um industry there's a there's a huge there's a huge opportunity and a huge need for that
1: well i grew up in toronto canada and uh, we had vocational high schools and uh, so that's coming back and now that we live here in dallas um i know that's a that's a big thing we um are looking forward to seeing the trades there's always been college programs but First of all, you have to have money, and you have to – families can encourage you to get to college, even if it's uh, being paid for, if it's it's by scholarship. It's still, you know, people just give up and go right into the workforce, and they don't have those skills. So now they realize that if you teach at a high school level, you know, you have a much better chance. A lot of these high school
2: programs that the DISD is doing and other school districts, um, they they help the the students that want to follow the construction – careers path to place out of college uh, hours. So there's all kinds of innovative things, and the industry must, must, must find talent for the future. Right now, we can't build enough houses to keep up with demand, especially here in North Texas, uh, where our home base... we have to, you know, the age, the workforce is aging, and the in the industry is, has understood that for a long time now. So there's been a lot of efforts in the past, um, in the past decade, to to try to change that through those vocational trade shows, uh, trade uh, programs, and then. Um, but I read a another statistic. We're still short ten thousand jobs in construction for just for home building. We're not even talking about commercial construction. We're talking about just home building. We're short. If 10,000 people moved here today in need of a job, they, and with the right skills, we could put them to work.
1: Yeah, there's um, the skill level as well as, uh, you know, as people retire, you know, the the, the master skilled tradesmen, uh, people that could, you know, do a really smooth uh, sheetrock wall for you. Um, I, was, I was laughing because my, my daughter-in-law and my son are building a house right now, and they're they're, they're, Remodeling, they're they, right? well. They're remodeled. It's a yeah. major remodel. It may as well be a new, new home build. Yeah. They gutted the whole thing, but uh, they're trying to choose finishes for the wall. And she goes, well, "I just want a nice smooth finish." I, guess I said, "That's well, the hardest finish to do." Well, it's they charge, nice you, they <laughs> charge you three times yeah. the price for that. Yes. I said, "She goes, why?" It's like, well, because again, it's there a lot you go know, with, yeah. with the
2: consumer not understanding that because it's got to be perfect. You know, some of that texturing can hide a whole multitude of things that maybe might not be exactly square or. Might be a little wavy or something behind it you know so
1: absolutely
0: wow stephen beverly that is so much information i kind of am going to stop us right there because i feel like we're talking about 15 different topics so that are going to cover 15 different shows there are so many interesting things about home building and the process the builders all of the people you know from the homeowners uh, from the home buyers point of view to the construction and the things that they need you're talking about women you're talking about men all of the different dynamics that go into home building um, behind the scenes before you even get there and also we're hearing about the shortage there is a supply chain problem right now and especially in the building world i feel like over the next few weeks we're going to have some incredible shows we're going to come back to you each week with a new topic Again, this will be playing on iHeartRadio. We're very excited about that, as well as a part of the Savvy Networks, which are part of the life journalism that Steve and Beverly are doing with all of their brands. So without further ado, I'm going to give it up for today. And Steve, Beverly, thank you so much. Thank you, Marla. This has been a lot of fun.
2: And we look forward to the next episode of the Building Savvy Bottom Line. Make sure and tune in to the Home Trade Show on iHeart Radio and TV Network, and listen to the Building Savvy Bottom Line.
1: Thank you so much, Marla, and we look forward to next week.